This is the future. This is not the past. The new XFL will kick off in 2020. If you smile, what the XFL is cooking. It's still football, but it's professional football reimagined. This is our moment, our story to tell. This is history begun. This is the XFL! Welcome, football fans. This is the week of October 14th, 2018. This is the road to 2020, and this is the XFL show. I'm Alan. I'm Jake. And I'm Bryant. This week we examine if this game is big enough for four leagues. It's episode 37. How much football is too much football? Everybody remember the number, 724-565-4XFL. That's the XFL fan line. Call in any time and leave us a line. Drop us a question, a comment, a concern. Uh, make noises really loud that you're and show us your excitement for the XFL. The XFL fan line is always open for you to call and be a part of the show. And we're going to hear what you're saying a little bit later on in the program. Remember the number, 724-565-4XFL. Jake Bryant, how are you guys? I, I mean, I, I don't know about Bryant, but I'm, I'm doing good. we got NFL football now. Uh, you know, we talked about Houston last week on the show. That I, I said it was basically confirmed. Well, the hell, they're touring stadiums and places to play. It it is confirmed now. I say. <laughs> I mean, as far as you're concerned, Jake, of course, not official. XFL hasn't officially claimed any cities, but the website is revamped. XFL.com is revamped. If you checked it out, Bryant. I did. I checked it out last week, and and you mentioned uh, what a time. Of year it is right now. I mean, this is great. I think by the by this time next week we'll be in the middle of basically every single sport there is to know. I mean, there's going to be football, baseball, college football, college basketball, basketball, hockey. Uh, so to answer your quick question at the top, there's plenty of room for more, I believe. Exactly, and that's why spring all this goes away, but not when the XFL starts up in 2020. So that'll be the good thing. So football's going on right now in the NFL, especially controversy every week. And the latest controversy in the NFL is with referees just throwing way way too many damn flags. Jake, I know you you have an opinion about that. I know you're not happy about it. I know you you saw what happened in the Steeler game last week where T.J. Watt, I think, grazed Matt Ryan's leg and got fined about $20,000 for it. Uh, Yes, uh, a lot of roughing the passer calls the, this season we're only going into what week five maybe week six uh again i understand what the league is doing no one's paying to see a defensive tackle they're paying to see the quarterbacks and, and maybe the wide receivers uh <laughs> also but the it's referees not how it are, should be <laughs> the referees are calling the rule as it is written but the rule and- sucks Yes, it does, and the, and nobody likes the rules, even the head coaches of the NFL, and that'll be the first subject this week in the cover two. Going for two. Go for two and believe. Mike Tomlin of the Pittsburgh Steelers was not happy about that call and other calls in that game, guys. And in that Steelers-Falcons game, there were some questionable calls by the referees as to you know, maybe overdoing it on those new rules with the roughing the quarterback. After the game, though, Mike Tomlin expressed his concern 
with those penalties. Some of the other stuff, man, is a joke. We, we got to get better as a National Football League. Man, these penalties are costing people games and jobs. Uh, we we got to get them correct. And um, so I'm pissed about it, to be quite honest with you. But that's all I'm going to say on it. I'm pretty sure Jake has said those words verbatim on the show before, but as a result, Mike Tomlin was fined $25,000 for criticizing the officials, which brings us to the topic. In the XFL, should there be a similar policy on criticizing the officials from the coach's standpoint? I, I don't think so. What benefit if, you know, if they put in a policy or a rule where you're not allowed to criticize officials – who does that benefit? You could say, well, you know, the money that you're being fined is going back into the league's, league's pocket, so it benefits the league. But does it really benefit the league if, you know, people are turning off the television because of too many penalties or people are not tuning in because they've heard of too many penalties? So I, I don't think they should do anything about it. It's, it's not going to help anyone. Very un-American, right? No, no freedom of speech there for Mike Tomlin or the head coaches. The reason they have the rule in the NFL, I have to believe, is to kind of keep, keep the dignity and, and, and respect there for the referees, show that no. the league and, the, and everybody within the league respects the officials and the, no. the NFL as a league is trying to keep their, their officials in that light. If you think the NFL cares about any individual person except themselves, you're out of your they, mind. No, they don't Alan. care about the. Yeah, the only reason they the only they reason don't, they don't want people trashing the the the, the referees is because they want all the focus on the positive stuff that happens on the field. They don't want the referees to be the the headlines going into next week. Yeah, exactly. They want the, they the want, plays. They want the players. They don't care if the referees' feelings get hurt or if or. No, if they they're not. To, that's they not what to, I said. Not what I said. I said, what you said. No, they're trying to. <laughs> They're protecting the, the job. They're not protecting the people who do the job. They're protecting the job itself. They want the referees respected. They want the referees' word to be final. They want the referees to be the law. That's why there is this rule for criticizing the officials. I know the NFL doesn't give a damn about what you know Ed Hockley's feelings. Well, he's not refereeing anymore, but any, any referee's particular feeling about the subject matter is the referees, I'm sure, don't appreciate Mike Tomlin saying that, but the NFL wants their referees to be held in a certain light, and if they are criticized by people like Mike Tomlin or other respected NFL head coaches, then that kind of takes away from the referee's position a little bit. That's why they have this rule, and I believe all leagues, right? All the leagues have some kind of officials' criticism rule where fines are levied. I think every league has some sort of protection or some sort of, you know, rule against, you know, saying negative. I think some leagues more than others allow uh, certain managers and players to get away with more than others. Um, but, you know, it, in the XFL's case, I think there is a, a huge opportunity here to let, you know, referees be um, – what's the word I'm looking for? Be accountable Pinatas. for what they – well, no, not pinatas, but I think they should be held accountable for what's happening on the fields. You know, referees are not perfect. Nobody's claiming. I don't think referees claim to be perfect. But the problem with it is, is that no one tells them that they're imperfect. And if you let uh, coaches, you let people, uh, you know, say that they're imperfect, you know, criticize, and, and then the referees are going to have to work on their game. And I think that's something that that people don't do, and it's a big part of the game. I mean, if you really think about it, how many how many referees get criticized? on a weekly basis, legitimately. I mean, every, every All referee should be getting yeah. criticized and are they really working on, um, you know, their game? Are they working what? on getting better as a referee or are they just, 
you know, sitting back and collecting their checks every week. Here's my revolutionary idea. If the XFL could do this. This, is, this would be great. After every weekend on a Monday or Tuesday, you broadcast the official grading of the officials by the head of the officials. So in every every week, you get every crew gets a grade publicly. That way, if you don't want your coaches criticizing them, it's out there for everybody to see that they're being held accountable by the league. Imagine if the NFL did that on the NFL Network every, I don't know, Tuesday after the week's over or Wednesday so they could watch the tape. You have the head of official officiating Al Riveron in the NFL sit there with a clicker and critique every, every game and give you a final grade for every crew. I think that would eliminate coaches and players criticizing referees a little bit the way they do in Mike Tomlin's case. And also, like you said, Bryant, keep the referees accountable in a public light because people are criticizing the referees, just not in a public manner because they're not allowed to because they're going to get fined. Yeah, and, and I think there's also should be some sort of system of, you know, if you take bull riding as an example, right, not only do the riders get graded, but the bulls get rated too, right? So you can have the best um, for the, the championship. The same thing should happen with football or any other sport. The referees should be getting graded. It should be the best referees left at the top. Um, I know there's some nonsense rules and some of these, you know, hey – uh, you know, if you're a, if you're if you haven't had three years of experience in the NFL, I believe you cannot referee a playoff game. That, no. That's a, that's a rule that the NFL has, and I think that's silly because sometimes your better one might be somebody who's only been there for two years. Now, what would happen to an officiating crew that would say would have, you know be graded a C minus for last week's performance? You, you would, have would to go to happen the- to them, or are we? Are we assuming that these people are going to feel bad and take personal responsibility and try to do better next week? Well, they should. They'll, they'll get the the lower level game, so that you're going to be sent to I don't know some city you don't want to go to. But also, you're on a grade scale, so if your your I don't know GPA or whatever your grade is isn't up to standard, then you, you lose your job. I mean, it's simple. And I as think that, you, right? I don't think it should be at a crew level. You know, Jake, I think it should be on an individual level because you could have a great referee, but you could have a, a bad linesman or you could have a bad, you know, field judge. I think there's there's too much generalizing with officials saying that they're all bad when there are really some good ones out there that 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 don't miss calls. And, and you know, and, and we can sit here and criticize them all we want because we're watching this in slow motion and 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 and, and you know, five times over to make a decision. But the problem is that's their job. The job is to do it. And do it well. And if they can't, they should be criticized and or penalized for it. It it sounds like we're saying the referees need referees. So we're (laughs) reimagining the league, right? So in the XFL, should we incorporate more replay or just let the referees go out there? And if they suck, let the coaches go out there and just call it like they see it and nobody gets fined. Freedom of speech lives in the XFL. I think you still want to get the calls right. I mean, if you have to do some replays and things like that to, to make yeah, sure that happens, it, I think I mean, that's I, fine. I thought we talked about that. Is it right? Is it worth getting the calls right if you're going to be, be wasting an extra 15 minutes a game? Well, I'll tell, you where you can save some I got, I'll tell you where you can save some time is you give every single one of the referees a microphone and let them make the play calls or the, the foul calls and stuff like that themselves. You know, you spend so much time talking within each other as referees just let the referee stand up and say, this guy did this, this guy did that. Why do you have to have a referee that centralizes that? So do you think there'll be fines levied for criticizing officials once the XFL rolls around? Every league does it. Do you think the XFL will end up doing it? Yes. 
Jake? I, I don't know. I mean, I, I'll, I'll say no. I think that's an easy thing to be different about and approach a different way without and, and it, and it really hurting the game. Yeah, but without really hurting the game, you can make that different and make it more appealing and, and make bring some more entertainment value into it if you are going to let your coaches speak freely or we'll see how these referees are held accountable in the XFL. If gambling is going to be a big part of it, they damn well better be be better be a lot, be of, a lot of prop bets on uh, on the referee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Over uh, under it. Come on us. <laughs> That'd be great. I'd bet on that for sure. Our other uh, little bit of news here for the second part of cover two, disgraced old miss head coach Hugh Freeze, who uh was caught up with uh illegal recruiting and hookers and all sorts of nastiness that got old miss into into near death penalty range. Uh Hugh Freeze is now the Arizona Hotshots offensive coordinator, landing back on his feet in the AAF. But that got me thinking, guys. You got some names out there. Hugh Freeze, I'm surprised he wasn't already on at least the college staff. XFL rolls around in 2020. You can't pick an AAF coach that's currently on a staff. You can't pick an NFL coach or a college coach. But you have your pick of anyone else for your XFL team. Jake, who is your head coach if you have your pick of that litter? All right, if, if I have my pick of the litter, and I did see this question earlier, uh, so I did have some time to mull over it, to think about it, and hear me out, okay? Hear me out whenever I give you this answer. I know exactly who you're going to say, but go oh, ahead. I'm pretty sure you don't know exactly. Oh, you don't know who Alan, can you text it to me? I want to see if you're going to be right or not. <laughs> I'll, I'll vamp for a minute while, while he texts <laughs> that to you. All right, this, this guy, not necessarily that he was, you know, Maybe he was an icon to a certain audience out there, but I, I this guy that I'm going to say, I'm you know uh, I'm doing it for all the wrong reasons, but I think a lot of people that supported him and his college in the college game would just tune in to watch this show. So it would be better for that team, and it would be better for the league. So the head coach that I would pick would be Lou Holtz. Oh God! I, I think oh we're gonna my get God! What the I, I said, but you're going to get all those Notre Dame <laughs> look, people. Look, we love Lou Holtz. Look at you, great, great, great analysis anal- uh, analyst on ESPN. He's he's done great for the game. <laughs> you're going to have to have two ambulances on the field <laughs> for this man. You can't. Ha- this, this game's surpassed him. Yeah, I don't Jake, want. I don't want to. Yeah, I mean, he hasn't. Co- he last coached South Carolina, and that was before Steve Spurrier. But right? if you want people to Jeez. tune in. He's Lou Holtz. I'm, he's, 80, he's 81 years old, Jake. <laughs> he last coached in 2004. 81 years old. Oh, actually, you know, this is terrible. He was actually in a car accident this week. I'm looking up on the well, Google I, right here. That's terrible. Now. Well, our, our uh, thoughts go out to Lou Holtz and his family. Uh, it'd be entertaining for sure, Jake. I could have swore you were going to say Bill Cower. Damn it. Um, that, was, that's a good one, though. It's going to take know, a I, lot of money to get Bill Cowher to leave CBS. How about you, Brian? Who's your coach? I mean, are we talking only head coaches are not available, or any type of coach? Yeah, no, anybody could be someone who's never coached before. I mean, no, 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 just, I'm saying uh, who's off limits? Are only head coaches in the NFL, or any coach in the NFL is off limits? Burgers off limits. Yeah, any 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 head coach in the in the AAF, any head coach in the NFL. Okay, so only head coaches, so I could pick offensive coordinators or something like that. Is that what you're saying? You can, but I don't know if you're going to be able to lure an offensive or defensive coordinator in the NFL to be a head coach in the XFL. That's a good point. Um, you know, you mentioned Cower. It doesn't even seem like he actually wants to to coach anymore. 
I mean, you you would yeah, think that he would. You're, you're in an air conditioned studio. You don't got to be out there in the elements, right? A lot more money. Who, what's Mike Martz doing these days? Is, is he is he around? He's, yeah, he's the head coach. He's the head coach oh, yeah. of one of the teams the in the AAF. San Diego. Yeah, San Diego. See, that's, that's, that's a Maybe that's where the AAF gra- grabbed the uh, the the XFL, uh, or they 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 beat the XFL at getting the good coaches before. Uh, Not all of them. Ward, can I can, – uh, excuse me, Brian, can I give you a suggestion? Please. Uh, what about Rex Ryan? Don't you think he would fit – he definitely would fit into the old XFL. I don't know what the new XFL. <laughs> yeah, maybe the old XFL he would have fit in a lot better. But, uh, uh, you know, Rex, when, when he was with the Jets, he, he just rubbed me the wrong way. Uh, you know what, though? I, I think – you rubbed a lot of feet the wrong now. way too. Sorry, had to make that <laughs> joke. Had to make the joke. <laughs> Looking at what's happening now with uh, you know the NFL, even with like Major League Baseball, everybody's going younger. Um, yeah. You look. You look at. You look at uh, the Rams. You know, and and just all the all these teams that are right now in the MLB playoffs all have young coaches. They, I mean, they were playing when we were kids. So, I think you might you might not have you might not have your coaches yet. I think that might be the key. You think you're wait? Are you waiting for your coach to graduate from high school? Still? That might be it. That might be yeah, maybe, maybe get whoever won the Madden Challenge this year. Just go get whoever's a real good video game whiz. Have him coach Look, your if team. I, if I can lure a, a coordinator, I would lure uh, Josh McDaniels. Now I know it's hard because he already turned down Indianapolis's job. He turned but... out an NFL job. No way he's leaving for the XFL. <laughs> but I'm just saying, if I could, in some way, I think that's a good coach. Now, if you're looking Both. for name. Uh, uh, you just pull names and just be like, "Hey, yeah, you're 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 famous. Let's bring you in." Oh, you're famous. Let's bring you in. I mean, maybe that's the other option. That might be the best thing to do. That's yeah, that's I'm what I'm that's what I'm doing. Tommy Maddox is my head coach. Doesn't get better than that in the XFL. Call him I'm out of retirement. Tommy Maddox on this show is that why you're saying that? And we're trying to get Tommy Maddox on the show <laughs> unabashedly. We're no no shame. We're trying to get Tommy Maddox on the show. He's a teacher, I believe, in Texas teaching baseball as well so he's a baseball coach and he's a teacher so maybe we'll get him out of the teaching game and into head coaching in the xfl come on tommy we need you uh let us know that's our question our xfl fan line question of the week seven two four five six five four xfl and uh which coach would you have you have your pick of the litter but you can't take from an aaf staff or an nfl staff and you, but you could pick anyone else to be your XFL head coach. Who you got? Let us know on the XFL fan line. Speaking of the XFL fan, oh, what was that, Bright? No, I'll say you know, you know, someone that kind of popped in my head right now that yeah. I would definitely pursue, uh, Jack Del Rio. Yeah, he's doing like nothing. Right? Unceremoniously right fired now. from the Raiders so they could get John Gruden. You know what? By twenty twenty, you might be able to get John Gruden too. No, they're gonna keep. It. They're keeping <laughs> him. A, that's a ten-year deal, right? They're, yeah, they're keeping him around for Vegas. They're tanking it right now. I think those Raiders. They <laughs> want to get pot, stockpile picks for Vegas. Seven two four five six five four XFL. That's how you get on the XFL fan line. Of course, you can always reach out on social media at XFL Show on Instagram, Facebook, and of course Twitter. Now, before we get to our big hot read for the day, let's hear from some of our fans, our XFL fans who are absolutely jacked for 2020. They've called the fan line, and now we're going XFL coast to coast. Here's what everyone's saying about the XFL. Hey, guys, it's Adam out in Wisconsin. Um, I'm hoping the XFL can come out here to Milwaukee. I think it'd be a... uh 
a great place, uh, a few different places to play. I have no idea what a team name would be, but I think Milwaukee as a city would be beautiful for the XFL. Um, at the same time, I think I'm a little bit older than you guys. I was a huge USFL fan when I was a kid, and uh, this reminds me a lot of the USFL. Um, so I'm looking forward to the XFL and uh, not really too enthused about that Alliance League. It sounds kind of podunk, you know, along the, uh, I don't know, along the lines of arena football. All right. Thanks, guys. Take care. Hi, guys. This is uh, Robert from Jacksonville again. Uh, to answer your question yet, there has been a team in football history named after a historical person. Uh, the Buffalo Bills were was partially named after Wild Bill uh, Hickok. So, there is precedence in that. Uh, so, I kind of lay off of uh, the Arizonians for naming their team the Hot Shots. Uh, but I do have to admit that I would have gotten the okay for the family. So, just want to inform you about that. Um, bye. Hello, this is uh, Michael Shorty, um, and I wanted to uh, say how I think that uh, receiving uh, should go in the XFL or the AAF or whatever. I think uh, I- I'm a believer of the home field advantage, so. I personally think that each and every single game, the home team uh, should be the uh, team to, uh, to receive first, you know, and that's that's usually how it goes out in a lot of those football games when uh, when you play them, uh, you know, the video games like the NFL Blitz and whatnot, the home team is usually first to receive, and I personally think that's how, uh, you know, receiving in... Uh, the sport should probably be because you have the away team coming into the home team's territory and so you know there should be some sort of home field advantage so I think the home team uh, another game should be uh, the first to receive yes my name is Jamal Rice I'm from Phoenix Arizona I just wanted to say that the XFL should pick Phoenix Arizona or Tucson Arizona or Mesa, Arizona, or hell, any state, any city in Arizona for one of their locations because Arizona is one that has probably one of the top athletes coming out of out of Arizona alone. Arizona has a lot of football history. Arizona might have one of the biggest football marketing in the United States besides the major major cities. Everybody doubts Arizona because we don't have the money. We don't have the abilities to compete. We have teams that we could compete against. We just don't have the right. We don't have the backing or the right set of people to do it. This might hurt a lot of people's feelings, but St. Louis has a team for football, but they don't have. Let's say there's a reason behind St. Louis losing their team. Same with a lot of other a lot of other states, but if you pick Arizona, you will have the fan base. Between a lot of other states, we love football, and you you will get that for sure. 
Thanks for your time. God bless. Coming at you live from the Rose City. Yes, this is the XFL 2PDX, the Portland Vampires. That's the name we're trying to gun for. We are going to have the coolest uniforms, the slickest jerseys, greatest gear. It's going to be great. No more of the tipster culture. The rest of the nation is going to see the other side of the city of roses. XFL and PDX. Awesome. Best team. We're the national team. We're going to win. Hey, I was just calling to chime in on um, what you had said regarding are there enough players to go around for the XFL, CFL, and AAF. And I would say one thing to consider is I believe there's roughly 5,000 um, NCAA football players that graduate from college every year. And granted, um, you know, not all of them are NFL material. Very few of them make the NFL. But that's still a lot of players out there who now have a chance to make a roster and develop themselves. So, I mean, we saw in the original XFL, we've seen in other spring leagues, um, United Football League, we've seen players develop and get better throughout the course of the season. A lot of people checked out early on the original XFL, but the players actually got better as the season went on. A lot of the games um, were very close and good games. So, something to consider, there, there are a lot of players that graduate uh, from college every year that don't get a chance to win. The NFL, now they have a chance to make another roster. So, just wanted to offer that. All right, Jake. I'm telling you, Portland sounds like the coolest team ever if they get a team. I the Vampires? I definitely like the, the Vampires. I'm wondering if the XFL maybe could partner with Universal. And, you know, it, every mascot could be like a classic Universal monster. You could have, you know, the, the mummies, <laughs> yes. the vampires, Wolfmen. Wait, 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 wait! What classic Universal character was a vampire? Wouldn't that be Dracula? Dracula. So, would you be called the Draculas? No, no, they're they're the vampires. <laughs> I, like, I kind of like Dra- Dracula. Dracula is too hipster. <laughs> it's too. <yeah. laughs> Portland doesn't too want mainstream. any more of that hipster stuff anymore. Hey, I want to ask you, Brian: Is Adam in Wisconsin your relative? Because you both really hate the AAF, apparently. Po- Podunk think, AAF, love it. Look, I, I think I speak for the masses in that sense, but that's that, that's a topic for another day. She told me Michael Vick's on his staff. You got Mike Martz. This isn't a Podunk league, but we'll see in February of 2019 when they debut. You have not mentioned um, one thing about a player. I'll just, I will put that out there. Um, Trent Richardson. Yeah, he was pretty bad in the NFL, though. All right. Well, thanks to everybody who called this week. Remember, you could get in. Coast to Coast XFL fan line, 724-565-4XFL. And we'll play what you say right here on the show so everyone could hear your thoughts on the XFL. And remember that question for the week. You could say whatever you want, but one we're asking you, which head coach would you take as your XFL coach? And that could be any coach not in the AAF or the NFL. Time now for us to get to our main topic this week, and it is our hot read. Blue 58! Blue 58! Go!
All right, we touched on it a little bit last week, and now we're going to dive deep and settle it once and for all. The CFL is just absolutely shaken because the arrival of the AAF and the pending arrival of the XFL, CFL feeling the heat, and the AAF is now stockpiling players. They've got their rosters full, and they're not poaching from the CFL just yet. We asked listeners about this. If all three leagues can actually coexist, the CFL, the XFL, and the AAF, and this week we discussed. We heard some callers there mention it. Jake, how about you? Where do you stand now? You've had a week to, to kind of simmer, let it simmer, and, 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 and think about it. CFL, XFL, AAF, can they all coexist at the same time? Well, they can all coexist uh, if two of those leagues probably don't want to turn a profit. Uh, for a season if you're talking about all three of them existing and uh you know doing good business no it's not going to happen but you know what the arena football league has been around for a long time and i I can only i can only name you the la kiss for sure they're not even a team they're they're not not even a team team. anymore that's that's what i'm saying and they got four teams left in the in the arena league yeah it's it's the arena league's done for man the Arena League's done. I, good thing the NFL Europe is still a lot of nope, that, that Not anymore. I don't. Nope, nope. It's pretty ridiculous to think that the second biggest league in the world for the game of football is the CFL. Not to knock the CFL. It's been around for a long time. It's very uh, historic. It's got some uh, great teams. I'm a Saskatchewan Rough Riders fan. I love them. But that that's the second biggest league in the world, the Canadian Football League. That the second location. biggest league should be in America, where the location, location, location. Yep, yeah. you, you said it. The second biggest should league should be in America, and yeah. the fact that they're in Canada is not why be, most of the people not to be nationalistic, but yeah. Well, most uh, people who play football are American. I mean, that's not a that's not a hidden fact. So, if you want people like who wants to move to Canada to play something that they can play here for the same price, exactly, and that's why the CFL GMs are. Uh, not too not too excited about the AAF. The AAF has already signed more than 500 players. And uh, Dave Naylor from TSN up in Canada had a great article about how this is affecting the CFL. Uh, everybody should check that out. Um, the general managers, though, his reporting, they, they are having a tough time recruiting players because, like you said, Bryant, why go to Canada when you could play here and for more money in America? The CFL at least for new players, isn't going to be paying much when you're guaranteed a three-year contract for that 250000 in the AAF. And then the XFL, the earning potential is even greater at year one. Yeah, it's 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 a weird situation that the CFL is going to have to deal with. And probably, you know, you mentioned last week that the uh, the collective bar- the CBA, you know, the collective bargaining agreement is going to be up. They're going to have to address this because I think players are going to want to flee. Players are going to players that are cut aren't going to come back as probably they would have the next season i think i think it's going to get sticky situation and even more so when the xfl comes in you know the xfl is going to be putting down some rules and i'm sure that that salary base uh might have to go up even a little bit more but but they're going to get the players they want and the cfl is not yeah the cf the cfl is going to have to maybe adjust that salary cap in the players favor but uh, they're not going to want to do it too much they might have to the AAF not only offering that base salary that's pretty lucrative, especially if you're considering you just want to play in your home country if you're an American, uh, but also, according to Charlie Ebersol, the you know, founder of the AAF, the actual 
earning potential is limitless in the AAF because once they get going, there will be prop bet systems in place where if you're a player and people are betting on you a whole lot, if the action is around your play, you'll earn a, a chunk of that. And that there's no cap on that, Jake. So, I mean, that's pretty innovative. We'll see how it works. But that's just another thing that if you're a player, you're like, yeah, I'm going to the AAF instead of the CFL. Yeah, I don't mind that. Uh, now, they say it's limit, limitless. Of course, that's all contingent on the fan base, which is just speculation. But, I mean, it, it sounds like it's better to be a personality than a good football player based on those bets. One good thing the CFL has going for it is their vets are probably going to stay because they're paying vets around $150,000 to even $550,000 a year. So that's one good thing. If you're a veteran in the CFL, you'll probably stick around because more money. But, again, the lure of playing in your home country is still baffling. That's why these leagues are popping up, the XFL and the AAF, you know, Vince McMahon long ago already said enough. There needs to be another league in this country. And when he got around to doing it again, Charlie Elbersall comes out from underneath him and says, yeah, I'm going to start a year earlier. And uh, we're bringing football to America in the spring. This is our game. Um, the thing about the AAF, though, they're not. Uh, they're playing nice with the CFL, Bryant. They said they're not going to poach players. They're going to respect contracts north of the border. Is that something you think the XFL should do, or should they be more cutthroat about it? I don't think they. Sh- I, I think their competitor is going to be the AAF. I don't think the CFL, based on the timing, is really going to be that much of a competitor. I, I think they, it'd, it'd be in the best interest to actually have a working relationship with the CFL and the NFL. As far as the AAF is concerned, I don't think they should have a working relationship with them at all. Um, that's you know survival of the fittest, and, and who's going to you know who, who's going to do what better is, is how that's going to you know play itself out. But as far as the CFL. And the NFL, I think they, they should, you know, play nice with them. But uh, AAF would be a different story. Is it out of the realm of possibility that within five years, the only one that's left is the NFL because everybody kills off each other? Well, that's that's what we're kind of trying to hash out here now, Jake, right? I mean, in five years, think about it. How does this play out? The CFL, you know, Jake, you know what they can do right now, though, to combat the AAF taking some of the players? I mean, the number one pick to the CFL uh, this season. Uh, I believe his name's Mark Chapman, a wide receiver. He decided, yeah, no, I'm not going up there. I'm going to play in the AAF. He was the first pick, and he said, I'm choosing the AAF. You know what the CFL can do about that right now? Do you know? Do I you? can answer that if you want. Do you know, Bryant? You know what they can do? I, I, yeah, I, I think I know the answer. Let us know what they can do about it. Absolutely nothing. Nothing. They can't do anything about it because if you're not a contra- already contracted to the CFL, you've got the freedom to go play in these new leagues. So the CFL, the GMs, the general managers, the owners, they're terrified about this, and they're really just going to try to weather this storm. They've done it before. The league's been around 100-plus years. It's crazy to think, but they have dealt with spring leagues before. This is nothing new, but it is in a way because – I feel like there's way more optimism for both the XFL and the AAF this time around compared to the first XFL, compared to uh, football in Europe, compared to the even the USFL back in the day. Yeah, but that is bad whenever your number one pick says, no, thank you. I'm going to go work for somebody else that hasn't, you know, essentially been in business in one day until we've won starts. 
But if he was going to make the same amount of money in the CFL or even less or just a little bit more, you know, is it worth going you're, there? You know? I, I don't know. And you're, you're talking about those veterans, you know, veterans getting priority. Well, you know, you wait a couple of years, you need new, fresh talent. Alan, Alan, when was the CFL's draft? Just curious. You know? The CFL draft, I believe, was held, I'm going to say in the winter sometime. I'll have to look it up, but it, it was it was after the AAF was announced for sure. Well, because the, the oh, reason no, I'm sorry, bringing it May, up is because... In May. It was, it's in May. Oh, it's right before the season. So May Okay, 3rd. so it's in May, and this player that they're talking about here, he got cut by the Broncos in September. So there was a chance that he wasn't going to be there anyway. So I'm sure they've dealt with this in the past. They have. Where their players that they draft yes. don't end up showing up on those teams, right? Exactly, exactly. So that's why as we wind this argument down now, here's what my official prediction. I think the CFL, no matter what, it, I don't, I don't, I don't want to say it's like a cockroach because it's so much more. I love it. I, I don't. It's not ugly like a cockroach. It's like share. It's never going to die. The CFL. It'll never go away. Even if the spring leagues in the U.S. succeed, because the CFL is so unique. Three down football. They've endured before. They have the fan bases built up north of the border. So I'm not worried about the CFL. But I do not think the XFL and the AAF can coexist simultaneously and both succeed that's why five years down the line my money is on the xfl to be around i think the cfl will be around um maybe the af and xfl combine and i guess you would call that a push but i don't think both of them can survive at the same time in the united states there's just it, it, there's just not enough room jake yeah not for long you, you may get two consecutive seasons maybe three Never, they're both up and running, but yeah, something, something's got to give. So this is a true football war, Bryant. What's your official last prediction here as we end the hot read? My prediction for five years from now, I am going to say the XFL exists, a a a the NFL exists, the AAF does not, and I think the CFL will exist in a much smaller capacity. What do you think they'll get rid of teams or something? Yes. What do you call that? A uh, con con con. Uh, I forget what the term was. Everybody was talking sub, about it way back when. Sub, uh, subtraction. No, it's a contract. Contraction. 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 Sounds like is that something is. that you do when you're pregnant? <laughs> we're, we're pushing out two football leagues for sure. That's what's happening. Um, man. This is, uh, this is actually a lot more intense than people are uh, recognizing because there, this is, this is, is, is kind of like the old wish. There's not enough room in this town for the both of them. As much as I want to see the AAF and the XFL succeed, realistically, how can they? Let us know what you think. Please hit us up on social media at XFL Show on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. The website, this is the XFL Show. Com. You could subscribe to the podcast on any platform that you choose on any mobile device. Listen to us wherever. You can even listen on the website. We're available everywhere. And spread it out. Give us a subscription. Give us a review. Tell your friends. We are talking XFL every single week. People think, oh, there's no news to talk about. We got awesome stuff to talk about every single week. And we're talking to you with the new XFL fan line. And remember that number is 724-5654-XFL. Call us anytime and get on the show. Jake, any last parting words this week? Let's go vampires. 
Is that not, you? You have an XFL team already? Really? Wow. How about you, Bryant? Uh, you know what? I, I I'm hoping that this time when we're when we have this podcast next week that we have some teams to talk about. I really do. Well, we already have Houston. So. <laughs> it's not official. It's not official. Jesus. But yeah, that next week could be the week. It could be. We will keep you up to date, and we will be talking about it with you. Until then, for Jake, for Bryant, I'm Alan. This is the XFL Show. Remember, they're listening.